Hey, 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 welcome back to the Women's Healthy Living Podcast, also known as the WHLC Podcast. I'm your host, Darian. Good morning, friends. I hope you're doing well. It's been a minute since I recorded a podcast. You know, I'm finding that, well, this past week has been kind of rough at work, and I've had a lot of complicated cases, I guess you can say. Um, that involve like a lot of heavy lifting, a lot of, uh, how do I put this, dependent care, you know, like the, the patient can't do anything for themselves and I got to do it all, which is really, really hard. It's like, you know, working with, it's similar to working with a small baby, like, but you know, they're much larger and stronger and when they get upset, it's a little worse. Um, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. Work is work, and it'll, it always comes in waves, you know, where we have, like, really, really challenging patients that need two people to be able to stand up, or, um, you know, their cognition's really bad, and they're unsafe walking around the facility, potentially going to cause themselves to fall and break something. So we have, like seasons, I guess you can say, of that at work, where we just have a flood of those types of peeps, and it makes it really tough on the caregiver um, and the therapist to, you know, get get through it, because it's a lot of work. (laughs) It's tough, and you got to see them every single day, so, Um, but just as soon as we get a wave of those types of people, then the next wave is, like, really nice people that are there for just a hip replacement and they've got great personalities and they're super sweet um and they're like they tell you how grateful they are for you all the time and those types of patients really balance out the other kind and it's not that you know I'm not trying to discriminate I mean it's not like these people chose to have cognition problems like who would want that but it does make it a little harder on the on the peeps taking care of them but Anywho, that's my excuse as to why I haven't been podcasting as regularly as I want to be. But, ain't nobody got time for excuses. So, here's a podcast. P.S. I'm driving to work and I just saw this extremely ridiculous van rig. Like, it's so tall and interesting looking. We see a lot of cool van rigs um, in Manitou just because it's Colorado, man. And everybody's just living that free spirit life awesome but anyway today's podcast is about something near and dear to my heart and I did a little personal experiment to see what was up and to share my experiment with you guys so um I I'm sure you've heard this a billion times and I'm also sure that we've been hearing this since we were kids breakfast is the most important meal of the day make sure you get a good breakfast and you can't skip breakfast right I used to look at that and be like bitch I can skip whatever I want I don't care about breakfast who are you to tell me what meal I'm gonna have in the morning excuse me pardon me what and honestly and actually for a long time especially when I was in school I lived that fasted life but fasted meant coffee and butter which technically isn't fasting because those are nutrients but I wouldn't have like a meal. I would have my coffee and my butter and then have my first breakfast or break in my fast um, around one or noon or one. So 
I can't say I haven't lived that life before and I'm not judging it, but I was a little bit, I was younger when I was doing that. Um, I was not strength training. I was only just flipping around doing yoga stuff, which at the time was slight, like was pretty, it was strengthening for me because I was so weak. But as I like, kept doing it, kept doing it and like a year passed, then it wasn't as challenging anymore. And it was more like a playtime, like a fun physical activity to play with or in. I don't know how to say that, but, um, so I wasn't strength training. I wasn't, I was going to school and just doing yoga, teaching yoga. That's about it. And then I would go for walks and stretch outside and stuff like that. So, um, you know, my, my need for immediate abundant energy wasn't as high because I also wasn't training jujitsu. Um, strength training is a pretty big demand on your metabolism in a very good way. And if you don't know, if you want to learn more about that, go back and listen to my strength training podcast with my boo-boo Tom. He's the best. He is so smart when it comes to exercise science. So go listen to that. Um, So I didn't really need a bunch of energy and I could get away with drinking a bunch of coffee every day and skipping breakfast. And I did. But I'm getting older, guys. Everybody's getting older by the minute. We're all aging right now surprise you getting old but old is a state of mind so whatever old means to you look at what that means to you because it's gonna determine how you age anyway that's off that's neither here nor there off subject breakfast why is it so important so what I did last week and it was somewhat intentional and somewhat non-intentional like I'm gonna say it was intentional to make myself feel better about falling into bad habits so just excuse me, but I decided I was like, I'm going to skip breakfast and just, I'm having coffee again. And I made that decision like three or four days in a row. And let me tell you what happens when I do this. And I, I think it's a common practice of many women is to skip their breakfast because they don't have time. They have to get their kids ready or something, or they got to be to work early or blah, 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 excuses, excuses. So when I skipped breakfast, and had just my coffee. And by the way, when I have coffee, it's not just coffee. It's coffee with some hazelnut and cream, okay? That is my drink of choice, and it's delicious. But what would happen is, so coffee on its own, caffeine, mostly coffee though. I don't know, I can't speak on tea. I don't know if I've heard this about tea, but coffee for sure spikes your blood sugar when you drink it, even when it's black, because it's a surge of energy and it, it releases the 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 glycogen stored somewhere, either in your liver or your muscles. I'm not sure which one caffeine releases, but you get a spike in your glycogen in your blood sugar. And then when I, if you're like me, put sugar in that, in that coffee, then I get a double spike, like boom, boom, double whammy. We going crazy today. And then the dairy, I mean, dairy's not like terrible, but for me personally, when I have dairy products, and I don't know if you can hear it in my voice because I've had a lot of dairy products the last couple days, I get super stuffed, like mucus 100 all up in my face, all up in there. It's like I can shake my head and hear fucking jingle bells because I got so much phlegm and snot in my face. So I don't really like dairy and I don't really drink or consume a lot of dairy unless I'm eating pastries or (laughs) um, coffee with cream. Other than that, it's like, I I was telling Tom, (laughs) please don't get offended if you are a white person, okay? But 
I'm just going to say this because it's kind of funny. He was talking about how, like, every time we get cookies or something or, um, that's about it if it's just cookies or whatever, he'll just, like, have a glass of milk. I was like, who the hell just has a glass of milk just for fun? Like, that's a white people thing for sure. Just let me have a glass of milk. No, I like water. Milk is too thick and chunky and no. But anyway, I'm not judging you if you like your, your glasses of milk, okay? You drink your milk, do what you got to do. By the way, for the record, Tom's not drinking dairy milk. He's drinking coconut milk. But anyway, so breakfast. So I was coming up to this. <clears throat> I had this epiphany over the weekend. I had a three-day weekend, which I used to just douse myself in caffeine and business, which was fun because, you know, like I, I hear a lot of women's excuses about how they can't quit coffee because oh, but it just helps work so much. And oh, but it just gives me this much energy. And oh, but if I don't have coffee, I can't function. And I understand that to a point because when I was drinking the coffee, whoa, I got a lot of work done. And I was super focused on the tasks that I was doing. I wasn't like, you know, tangentially thinking like, oh, I'm going to do this. Oh, what that reminds me of this. And I should do this. Just got right down to business and got a poop ton of work done, which was great. So I don't bash coffee as a tool. You can use it as a tool, but when you become addicted to it physiologically, oh man, it will rock your world in a bad way, in a very bad way, especially if you're a woman. There's a great podcast out by Mind Pump, Mind, M-I-N-D, Pump, and it's got Paul Check, my holistic lifestyle coach on there, and he talks about just a poop ton of science about coffee and its effects on women. Whoa, if you want your mind blown, please go listen to that podcast. It's great. Anywho, um, and also, this is free marketing. They're not telling me to say this. I just listen to it, and I like it, and you should like listen to it, too. See if you like it. Breakfast. So I came to this epiphany because what would happen? I was observing, like, okay, what happens the last four or five days that I was drinking coffee, skipping breakfast, and, like, basically reversing all the nutrition, nourishment strategies, strategies I share with people for myself? I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's see what happens. Whale. Bad things happen. First thing that happens is when I drink coffee personally, I get hella anxious, like not anxious, but I just get this rushed hyper energy. And if I don't have something to do with it, then it turns into anxiety. So I'm already fueling my mental cup of anxiety, just pouring some coffee in there. Like, here you go. Anxiety, turn up, turn up today. And then what happens is if I fast in the morning and I don't have breakfast, that anxiety starts to surround itself around food. And then it becomes, what am I going to eat? What am I going to have? How am I going to have my, what am I going to have for breakfast? What am I going to do for this? I got to eat more. What am I going to have for dinner? Ha, ha, ha. And I just get all this anxious energy surrounding my food thinking and choices. And oh gosh, it's just the worst. And if you have had any type of experience with some type, like any kind of eating disorder, you understand how terribly dark that energy can feel and be and how just, ugh, it's just a not fun place to be. And so I realized that skipping breakfast and choosing coffee over a nourishing meal really sends me into this like food panic later in the day because I haven't eaten anything. So my body is thinking, oh my God, we haven't eaten. Oh my God, there's no food. Oh my God, we haven't eaten. And then I pour caffeine on that and then it's like 100 times the speed. Oh my God, I haven't eaten. Oh my God, I haven't eaten. And then I have to like, you know, then what happens is I, I have, it kind of fuels a binge because I spent most of the day fasted and then I have this tiny little window to try to pack in all the nutrients I need for the day and it just like it's impossible to do one because I get full real quick and then two it's not enough time I've literally have to sit down and just eat 
<laughs> and do nothing else for the rest of my day. That actually sounds kind of fun. Anyway, oh man, I did an neti pot this morning. This is off subject again. And I must have loosened some stuff up. I feel like I got like so much just chilling in my face that I need to blow out. So if I sound stuffed up, my apologies. Anywho, so breakfast for me does a lot of things. And it's a huge, huge, huge step in my mental health care. Seriously. Because I don't know if I was born this way, if it's genetic, if I was raised this way. I don't know where it comes from. But I have a lot of anxiety around food. Naturally. And so when I have a breakfast, when I wake up and I cook breakfast for myself and it's nice and hot and nourishing and it's full of proteins and fats and fiber, oh, I have such a much, I just have a better day. I don't, I don't wake up, I don't have this anxiety to drag around with me all day. I'm not fueling that anxiety with coffee and I'm meeting my body's needs to be satiated right away. So then when I have to think about food again, it's not like, it's not like, oh, should I eat this? Should I not eat it? I need to eat something. I need to have something. It's not like that. It's more like, hmm, I'm like, I'm craving sugar. But, oh, but wait, I already ate breakfast. Like, that's what my brain says. Oh, wait, I already ate a really good breakfast. I should be good. I'm good. And it just changes the game when you start trying to get over cravings. And I usually get cravings at work, mostly stress cravings, because it's like, like I said, it's been kind of a rough go lately at work. And uh, sometimes my brain just wants to escape the moment so bad and it'll do anything. Like I'll do anything to escape this, even if it's just for a second. So let me eat this piece of chocolate and escape into chocolate land for just a minute. And hopefully it'll make me feel better. P.S. P.S.A. It never makes me feel better. I always either get a stomach ache, I feel slower and then the day gets harder. So it's not worth it. It's not worth it. I have been getting dark chocolate though to get myself through the day and just nibble on that. I mean, you know, baby steps. Speaking of dark chocolate, I'm about to walk into King Soup's right now. King Super is like the Kroger of Colorado um, to get some chocolate, dark chocolate, so I don't eat shitty processed, super processed candy. Anywho, um, so yeah, breakfast is a big deal. It, it kind of like, I don't know, it gives your body this message right away in the morning, like, look, babe, you're taken care of. Look, you're taken care of. I'm taking care of you. There's no reason to panic. Stay calm. Everything's gravy. And then your body rewards you with that, without, like, rewards you later without sending you these craving signals or these panic signals of, like, I need to have food now. Pause. I got to blow my nose. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, you know, stuff like that. So it's super helpful if you want to start, if you want to do one thing to change your dietary habits, one thing to make you a little bit more aligned with a healthy, happy, strong lifestyle is just eat breakfast. It doesn't have to be like a huge breakfast. The other thing I want to say about breakfast is, you know, our culture has trained us to see breakfast as a time to dump a fuck ton of sugar into our systems. Like when people think about breakfast, they're like, Carbs, like that's what people think about. Carbs, English muffin, toast, pancakes, you know, bread, 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 bread. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a fair warning. If you eat a breakfast like that, it could, it may or may not be the best choice. So there's this little thing that Paul Chuck takes most of his clients through, and I, I'll be taking my clients through it. Um, called the primal pattern 
diet and it's like a questionnaire and basically it determines whether you do better on high fat and protein or if you are carb type and you do better with more carbs so if you're a carb type you could probably get away with some carbs in the morning um, if you want but me personally I'm a protein type and I prefer fat protein and fiber in the morning and when I have that I feel so satiated I don't have this like afterburn I don't know if you've ever had like a bagel in the morning and then like two hours later you're like oh my god I'm so hungry uh. so somebody described to me this is like here's a good way to put it our metabolism is like a fire right it's burning stuff all day long it's how we get our energy source blah 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 but when so like a fire needs to be started somehow right yes it does it doesn't just start on its own and so in the morning when you wake up and you have a breakfast it's like starting your, like you just kickstart your metabolism and it's like okay I'm ready we're burning we're burning stuff and you have to keep feeding the fire to keep it big and going and alive otherwise it'll start to dwindle down and it'll start to feed on the coals that it's got below it which is itself humans are similar like if we don't keep feeding our metabolism with good nutrients and nourishment then it'll start feeding on ourselves and then we have a whole bunch of other problems like you know not enough muscle mass um, we can be more prone to injury if we don't have enough muscle mass we can have menstrual problems if we don't have enough muscle mass or um, fat too because first we'll eat our own fat and then we'll eat our muscles <laughs> so um, just be careful with all of that but yeah breakfast is like jump-starting your metabolism so you should do it eat breakfast if you want to go through the primal pattern diet you may be able to find it online otherwise you can contact me and we can set up a consult take you through it that'd be pretty cool um, somebody described to me the different fuel sources like mostly carbs versus protein as kindling like the carbs serve as like kindling, like paper. But protein and fat are more like giant logs and they burn longer and last longer and they keep you satiated longer. So that's why I tend to recommend that in the morning so that you don't have these cravings or these things running your system. You don't have to you can focus on getting your work done. Anywho, that's my spiel about breakfast. It's super important. Um, I feel bad for scoffing at the people who've always mentioned breakfast being the most important meal of the day because now I'm realizing it totally is. And since this whole experiment, I have gotten off coffee again, but I was only on for four days. So I see this as a progress here because, and I want you guys to have a, an in and window into this because some people look at the process of creating a healthy lifestyle for themselves and they're like, okay. I'm changing today, I'm gonna to be perfect tomorrow, everything's gonna be right in line, I will not fuck up anything, and I will be a perfect healthy, whatever you wanna call yourself, perfect healthy person, and because I know all the things to do, I'm just gonna do them tomorrow, and the next day, and the next day, and that's it, and my problems are solved. It usually doesn't work like that, even for the people that have been studying this for years, even for the people that are coaching other people in this, it's a process that goes up and down, and I found, especially with my caffeine, my caffeine journey, that sounds so weird to say it like that, but um, I found that you can find progress and see progress in ways that you may not have 
originally expected. Like I would have originally expected to just be caffeine free for the rest of my life. And like, you know, there, there it is. There you have it. I win. It's over. I beat caffeine, but I don't think it works that way for a lot of things. I think many of our vices and our demons and our problems continue to resurface and resurface and resurface to make sure and to check like, are you sure you're over it? Are you sure you're over it? Are you sure? And I feel like coffee is like that for me where I have a good long break off of caffeine and I'm like, you know what? I feel like getting hype. I feel like hyping up and I'm gonna use coffee to hype up and that's fine. So the progress that I notice is usually I'll get back on coffee and it's like for a month, maybe two months sometimes. Last, the last dent was two months where I was back on caffeine and just like edgy, irritable, anxious, ugh, just not feeling good, tired in the mornings where I just, it just created a repetitive, repetitive cycle of needing caffeine in the morning. No, I'm over that. But this last re, re-addiction to caffeine, I guess, or coffee, um, was only like four or five days, which is much, much better than a month. And I, it, I didn't even have to think about like getting off. I didn't have to make it like this huge ordeal. Like, okay, I'm going to be on tea for a week and then I'm going to be on half a tea for a week. I just was like, nah, I'm done. I think I'm going to be done on that podcast. I mentioned, I learned that caffeine takes about seven to 10 or maybe 20 days before it, before you're addicted to it. Um, so you have a little bit of wiggle room to use it as a tool, but one of my other um, health gurus, I guess you can call him, somebody I look up to is Steve Maxwell. And he says that, you know, he tries not to have coffee three days in a row. Otherwise, he'll, he'll spiral himself into a caffeine addiction as well. So it's all about feeling it out, assessing the situation. Is the tool right for the situation right now? If it's not right, stop using it. You know, it's, it's just a, a problem-solving process every single day, every single moment. Woohoo! Woohoo! All right, people, I'm at work. I gotta go make some people get out of bed, make some people get dressed, make some people lift some weights. Should be fun. Um, until the next podcast, please take very good care of yourself. If you want to support the podcast, you know what to do, girl. Share that shit. Share it. Tell everybody it's around. Please. Word of mouth is the best way. Just like, wow, I listen to this great podcast and it's super cool and you should listen to it here. Here it is. Boom. That's how you can help me the most. You can also support the podcast. If you know how to get this shit on iTunes, contact me, please. I don't know how to do it. And honestly, I haven't taken a lot of time to look into it yet because I've been busy as fuck. But if you have some solutions or you want to help a sister out, holler at your girl. You can also support the podcast by donating. I have a donation page on my website, womenshealthylivingclub.wordpress.com. Go to that link. You can either donate $5 or $15. $5 would be like buying me a cup of coffee. $15 is like taking me to lunch, getting fancy. That helps support the podcast too because these platforms are, um, they charge you to host the podcast, which is makes sense. But if you want to support the podcast, you can do that too. Otherwise, just keep listening. That's the, the best way you can support it. Keep listening and tell other people to listen to Whoa, whoa. And I haven't even had coffee. Coffee. I haven't even had caffeine today. And I'm like rolling already. I've had a little bit of green tea, but only half a cup. So rolling. Anyway, there was one more thing I wanted to share with you guys, but I forgot what it was. Um, supporting the podcast. That's a good way. Oh, I keep getting questions from some of my listeners about like, uh, just wondering like how I put the podcast podcast together. Do I edit it? Do I do this and this and that? I'm going to tell you right now, 
this podcast is, is one, it's super fun. I love doing it. I really do love making podcasts. I do have a slight fear of like, what if I run out of things to talk about? But life is so abundant. There's no way we can run out of things to talk about. So that's cool. But, um, I don't at the moment have the means time-wise to sit down and make edits. So I just stream right through, like even the intro and the exit, they're all just like right there. I do it as I'm going to do the topic. I don't have this editing system or anything like that. Mostly because to edit, you have to sit down, you have to listen to the podcast, you have to chunk up the podcast, you know, like cut it up into different chunks and then move them around if you want to change it. Um, then you got to add stuff and delete stuff and all of that stuff. And I don't have time for that stuff. <laughs> I barely have time to record the podcast. Like, you know, I'm ro- I'm riding to work in my car while I record these podcasts. So um, talk about task layering, right? I'm a big fan of task layering. We'll talk about that later. But um, so yeah, to answer that question, nope, I don't do any editing. I don't have a cool theme song. I don't have any sponsors. I don't have an interesting intro with, you know, I should though. My, I have some podcast goals of getting there. So don't, you know, I'm not trying to say it's a bad thing to be that way, but I have gotten a lot of positive feedback from people saying that they actually like that. It's just, you know, what it is. It's not like this. Welcome to the Women's Healthy Living Club podcast. Like all this, you know, flair and blare and stuff. So we'll see if the listeners like it raw like this. Um, I, I would appreciate it because it's easier for me. I don't have to sit down and edit stuff. And I, I won't be able to do that until I get some time to do that. So um, that answers that question. Anywho, until the next time I talk to you, please take very good care of yourself. Eat a fucking breakfast. Eat a breakfast. Do it. Eat a breakfast. I'm trying to pressure you into breakfast. But I promise it's good pressure. You won't regret it. If you have, seriously, I'll tell you my breakfast this morning. I had some green beans that were left over because... Let's be honest. Who's got that much time to cook fresh green beans in the morning? Maybe you do. If you do, do it. Use it. Enjoy that privilege. Leftover green beans cooked in some butter and an egg. That was my breakfast. And, a, and some tea. Mint tea with some green and lemon tea in it. So, and some water. That was my breakfast. It doesn't have to be big. I was probably the size of like an egg and then a palm, like a handful of green beans. And I feel wonderful and amazing and I'm so happy I ate breakfast. So, eat some breakfast! Until the next podcast, I say good day.